this morning. Uh, we're talking with Bruce Tascona. Bruce, welcome here. Thank you. Thank and you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is exciting that you're here. We were just very looking back into the archives, and you were here all the way back in 2019, and neither of us could remember it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's uh, true. Uh, but it, it has been since 2019, since you guys over at the uh, World War One Museum have been able to host a day in the trenches. It's exciting that this year you're back. That's right, because we've had two letdowns. Uh, 20 and 21, we were uh, all ready to go, and of course then we had some uh, lockdowns and some things. And we had a lot of people... We had generated a lot of interest after the 2019 event. Uh, We had approached almost, uh, I I believe we had almost 400 visitors, just under 400 visitors that came to the event. Now, you have to understand, we're a standalone, we're on an acreage. Uh, You have to come to the event. You can't, say, be in town and there's a festival going on and say, oh, by the way, around the, muse- uh, around the corner there's a museum having something. You had to physically get in your car and drive out. And so we're, we're very excited this year that we are able to offer this event again. And hopefully a lot more people will come out and support us uh, and learn a bit, little bit about uh, a day in the trenches with World War I. And the, the whole event is going to be really, really fascinating for anybody that's into World War I or, or the history of, of the World Wars. Uh, but the Manitoba World War I Museum, this is something that you've been involved with uh, since its beginning. Talk about what this museum is. Well, the museum, uh, when you come to it, uh, we have an artifact room. Uh, and we have probably 30 different First World War uniforms and, all, and a lot of the equipment. We don't have a ton of weapons, so if you're coming for weapons, you won't see a ton of them. But you'll see all the equipment that would have been worn, the shovels, the picks, uh, the, uh, uh, some of the weapons. And like I said, the equipment. And we have, like I said, in the uniform department, almost every uniform that the Canadian soldier would have worn in the First World War. It's called The Day in the Trenches, and uh, Bruce, we were just really talking about how that is a, a literal title for this event. That's right, because what we're talking about is we're going to give the visitor uh, uh, the, the aspects of uh, uh, how a young farm boy or city boy w- joined the Army and uh, learned the basics of uh, becoming a soldier, which would have been t- totally alien uh, for most people back then and at the same time we'll take them through the different training aspects we'll talk about uh, some of the business ends like uh, bayonet training I mean uh, people think today the bayonet is probably just used to open up uh, a can of beans but at the time back then it was the business end and they trained those soldiers uh, to use it to uh, to deadly effect other aspects, we'll be talking about chemical gas warfare, where the soldiers had to wear gas masks uh, uh, on an instant. They had to put them on. Uh, we'll do a simulated, we're having two events, one at 2.30 and one at 4 o'clock uh, on that afternoon, where we're going to stop everything and gather to see these events, um, of, of which... Uh, We'll do a, uh, a gas attack. We have people, living history presenters that wear the German uniform, and there's a few of them that are coming from the States. Uh, they, that's their, their mantra. That's what they want to do is dress up as the Germans. And they'll be coming over the top and attacking the Canadian side. With uh, We're going to be using smoke bombs just to create the illusion of some gas warfare. And, of course, we'll talk about 
the daily routine in the trenches, keeping your head down from avoiding the snipers. And, uh, well, we've had Mother Nature really cooperating this time. I mean, with the heavy winter melt and the strong rains, we have some really Passchendaele-like trenches. Uh, there's a lot of mud in them, so um, we're going to have some really good uh, props. Uh, and hopefully... Uh, we're going to keep everybody dry and staying out of the trenches, not coming, not complaining about mud. But our presenters, who will be wearing period costume, will be discussing all these different aspects. And hopefully the visitor will walk away understanding a bit more about what a day in the trenches was like. That is uh, that is incredible. It sounds like quite the show that you guys are going to put on uh, on Sunday. And, you know, people hear about the trenches, people talk about the trenches, but actually being able to step inside of one and see what, what it's like is going to be completely different. Well, we're hoping so. We're, we're hoping that uh, it'll be safe enough to go in there. Uh, I mean, this uh, the last time we had rain in, in an annual event where there was water in the trenches was in June 5th uh, of one year. And... Now we're in August and we're still having about two inches of water. So it's really a mucky situation. So we may have a little bit of a detour around where the visitors don't go in the trenches because many may get muddy. So this is all happening there uh, just outside of La Riviere. For those that don't know where the trenches are, where can they find them, Bruce? We are off of Highway 3. Uh, at mile 58, there are some there are signage. There's a billboard sign at the... Uh, uh, on the highway, but apart from that, just follow the arrows. We're one mile north on mile 58 and turn to the first acreage uh, to the east, which is uh, 200 meters away. Uh, we don't start the event till one o'clock and we don't let anybody in till one o'clock. Uh, we have uh, these living history presenters. They have to get to their stations and we don't want uh, if they come a bit late, many are coming from Winnipeg. Some are coming from Fargo and Minnesota. Uh, so we want to make sure there's adequate time. But uh, yes, we don't open the doors till one o'clock. And so we talked about some of the things that they're going to see in the trenches, and the um, and the presenters are going to display some of the things. That's going to be really cool. But you also mentioned a hospital uh, scene that you guys have set up. Well, yes, we have a, a husband and wife who are dressed up as sol- a soldier and nursing sister, and they'll be presenting uh, the end results of after the battle of uh, a soldier who managed to survive but was wounded. Uh, they'll show a bit about what how the soldier had to go through uh, that portion. Because we're we're basically, we could be a little cynical and say from womb to tomb, we're going to show the soldiers uh, how they start up as civilians and train, and then they get their serious training, then the actual war itself, the battlefield, and then uh, the net results, if you happen to survive the battle but wounded, this would be your fate. And uh, from there... uh, we hope to usher in the uh, uh, the visitors into the artifact room where you will see a reasonably good collection, probably the, one of the best collections in Manitoba on First World War, minus most of the weapons. We do have a few weapons, but not that many, but the, the basic ones that uh, were, allowed, were allowed to present uh, with the restrictions with government. 
It sounds like a, a fantastic way to uh, to go and learn a little bit about the uh, the history of the First World War. And uh, if somebody wants to find out more about this, is there a place they can go for more information? Well, we're on the Facebook page. Uh, we have a, our own Facebook page, Manitoba War War One Museum. Uh, we have posters. Uh, it'll be going out into the local paper, and it's the wide circulation here in Morden Winkler. Uh, so it'll be seen in the paper in Carmen as well as in Morris and the rest of the area, surrounding areas that are associated with that local newspaper. So there will be an ad there, and we, you know, so we're hoping that people will come out and support. And after two years, this is supposed to be our major fundraising effort. So be a bit generous. That's all I can say because we've taken a beating with COVID. Thank you. For sure. And we'll have uh, all those details. We'll feed it to the whole world on Pemina Valley online. And uh, Bruce, thank you so much for coming out this morning. It's a pleasure.